0: This is Pixelated Audio, Episode 138, AWARG, Hero in the Sky.
1: Welcome back to Pixelated Audio, a podcast focusing on game audio, its history, and the people behind it. We're your hosts, I'm Brian, and this is Gene.
0: Hey, everybody. We're going to be talking about AWARG, Hero in the Sky, which is a Sega Meganet game for the Mega Drive, and uh, we'll talk more about that later. But in the meantime, the track that brought us in was the title theme. Yes,
1: this is a really cool track. It makes use of the uh both the um, chips in the the genesis from the mega drive the sega psg and the ym 2612 and the uh that little twinkly kind of arpeggio is going on on the psg it's really cool sounding and then it has this like dancey like whoosh like almost like a reverse snare or a reverse <laughs> symbol um on the psg as well it's, re- it's really awesome
0: definitely and some great organ sounds there from the fm definitely a grooving track very classic 1991 piano house a favorite kind of style. (laughs) So
1: we're we're kind of on this kick right now for doing a bunch of little short episodes just because we just, I don't know, it feels right right now. And so, uh, Gene, you've been wanting to do this one for a little while. Why, why'd
0: you pick this? Well, everybody loves Yuzo Koshiro and Streets of Rage. And, you know, it's, it's great music. I love it, but I wanted something a little different. I wanted to pick something that people hadn't heard of. And in particular, we've been doing this thing where we kind of go pretty far afield and, Look for stuff in weird places. You know, our last episode was about a budget title for the DS. This one's about uh, a 1991 game for the Sega MegaNet, which was an early online service for the Mega Drive, way before the uh, Sega Channel even. Uh, You know, Sega was always on the forefront of these things for console games. Absolutely, (laughs) absolutely. But I mean, the game itself is not that interesting, to be honest. We'll talk about it a little bit more, but it's it's all about the music for this one.
1: (laughs) Right, right, right. So. It worked itself. You mentioned it was a downloaded game for the SegaNet. So, this was developed and published by Sega through their MegaNet uh, online service. And it, it was relatively, uh, like a relatively small team that that created this.
0: Yeah, exactly. There was a planner who went by Sunset. I'm not going to say the programmers, there's two of them. We have a designer by the pseudonym of Lucky Star and the composer went by bambi which is kind of an odd one but uh they were all sega staffers but we weren't able to identify who bambi was or even find other games with that credit so i don't know
1: and apparently the internet couldn't either because i looked everywhere and i you know i mean as, again as much time as we're willing to put in um for for these sh- shorter episodes but um we did you know at least check all of the the you know all the boxes that we could and so bambi yeah. didn't come up who knows
0: they put together a nice little sweet, short, early 90s soundtrack, and we're going to acknowledge them for it. And, uh, you know, Bambi, wherever you are, you're doing great work, or you did great work, and hopefully you're, you're still doing it today.
1: <laughs> so let's get into our next track here. This is How to Play a work composed by Bambi for Sega MegaNet.
0: All right, that was How to Play from a AWARG on the Sega MegaNet, composed by Bambi. Short track,
1: really repetitive, but it's it's fun. It reminded me a lot of Restar, um, just the, the bounciness yes. to it and that kind of innocence in uh, in the tone. So yeah, I like this.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're right. It's a nice little groovy track. I mean, uh, the game, again, can be beaten pretty quickly. So if you're watching the How to Play video for longer than like a Thirty seconds—you've probably done something wrong. <laughs> but that's, that's, it is a very strange game, honestly. Like we both watched long plays of it, and it is hard to tell what's actually going on. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, I, and and it's not really like a good game either. At least from no. what I what I watch. This, you know, on this show, like we we talk about like the, the like a lot of different games, and we desperately try as hard as we can to play. Everything that we talk about, at least to some degree, this one, I got to say I didn't touch because, I mean, it's not that it it looks bad. It's just, first of all, lack of time. And then the other thing was just like, did I need to play it?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Probably not. So let's go ahead and describe the game real quick. You play as a man or or woman, I don't know, in a robot suit that can fly around in eight directions. There's some light physics-based momentum. So if you're flying in one direction, you got to kind of like fire your jets the opposite direction to stop and you know you're constantly falling it's a little bit like solar jetman if anybody's played that and then you go around collecting these glowing orbs which you use as keys to open the gates. so some of them have one two or three you know one of them might open up a gate to another one and then you know you collect all those yeah it's a pretty classic stereotypical formula for
1: like a lot of games you know i mean collect the key run through a maze it just happens to be that you have a jetpack you know, it you know it could be a top down view, and you in a buggy
0: or something. It would be the same kind of thing. It's convincing that way. So, yeah. The weird thing is, though, there aren't any weapons in this game, so you have two kind of actions. If you, I mean, obviously, you can fly around, but you have this dash move that you can use for certain enemies, and they kind of blink to see that they're taking damage. Or you can use your jet stream to push things out of your way. So, like, you have this like stream of little particles that are flying behind you, and sometimes it's like air mines that are blocking your path. So you got to like press the opposite button to push them to forward.
1: Push them forward. Yeah, it's 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 a little bit awkward. And I I can't say that it looks like it's an easy game to control, but um, I mean, interesting concept, I guess. You know, move, uh, you know, blast people with your. It's almost like a uh, Nah, I can't really say it's like Kirby. It doesn't really,
0: (laughs) doesn't really work. Um, It actually works a little bit like the weird jet in Kirby a little bit. Like it's a little kind of funky to control, but it's not really how you'd want an entire game to be built
1: yeah <laughs> and and it's really strange too because you have a jetpack but yet your character moves around with like these like it almost looks like um like uchiwa like the like fans
0: like yeah paddles um, or fans that they yeah, used to yeah. keep themselves from falling too fast it's, it's very odd yeah it's yeah. strange There's there's only 10 stages and the last stage is a boss which honestly i i watched the video of the guy fighting the boss a few times and i could not figure out what he actually did to beat it and beat the game but i
1: couldn't really <laughs> figure out what the the boss actually was it just looked like the rest of the game <laughs> like the, yeah the End
0: part of it yeah so that's all there is really to say about it you can watch the speed run it sounds like we're we're, we're kind of dogging this game
1: it doesn't look like a horrible game It just I think they took a, a, like a leap of faith with doing something that was kind of quick and easy for, you know, to be able to be downloaded back in, you know, 91 or whatever, early nineties. So I can see that being a, um, maybe a bonus. Like, it's like, okay, I subscribe to this network and I get this free game with it, you know, like, or, or whatever, you know, it's, you know, five bucks or, or however much it is. And so it's kind of like the, uh, uh, like the app store or the android google play store now or whatever it's like, it's like that for uh for this so
0: no yeah. idea but all i can oh, I mean, say we is flappy
1: bird now so like like think <laughs> about it like it, it it's not like we've made a whole lot of progress
0: <laughs> yeah i'm not clamoring to play this time this game anytime soon <laughs> just gotta get frisbee ken john on there let's move on to our next track this is the main bgm tune that plays during the stages
1: That was the main background music for A-Worg on the Sega Mega Net, composed by Bambi.
0: You know, this one is a fun groove, but it is, you know, it's pretty repetitive. It's definitely...
1: Uh... You know, it doesn't materialize. I, I i like the organs that come in, that uh, nice kind of roadsy organ that comes in, but like it just doesn't really... Do anything with it. it, it gets all the way there, and then it just kind of starts over. So, uh,
0: yeah, I know what you mean. It's it's like they set up a groove, and then they just sort of like let it hang there in the air, and they kind of loop it again. But yeah, what can you do? <laughs>
1: it's still it's still
0: fun. Still a little dance to it. I like it. Yeah, exactly. So. I wanted to take this opportunity to talk a little bit about the Sega MegaNet, or you know, the Sega game Toshikan. Uh, we'll uh, we'll talk about those for a little bit, and then we'll uh, move on to a little bit more music. But it was a online subscription service, and the precursor to the Sega Channel ran from late 1990 to about the end of '92, uh, in mostly in Japan, but I believe it did have a release in Brazil, uh, surprisingly. Games were downloaded from the Meganet online service using the Mega Modem peripheral uh, through a phone line, and then games were written onto a rewritable Sega Game Toshikon Mega Drive cartridge, and that just means library. So it's essentially, you know, use the ROM on a cartridge to, you know, store your games that you download from the internet, or sorry, the phone line <laughs> before the internet, Um the service wasn't a huge success. There was only about 30 games and 3,000 or so subscribers, so wasn't huge, but for an, such an early attempt at console game online services, it was pretty cool. Um I, do you have any experience with this, Brian?
1: No, not at all. In fact, it, it this is a, a kind of a black hole for me other than playing some of the stuff, you know, through emulation, it, you know. My my cousins were really really big into um sega channel and so i i know that very well but this was just a a complete mystery to me and i didn't hear about it until way later when you know rom done for a thing so
0: yeah exactly and there the games that i found for it have just been sort of mixed in with piles of roms there's nothing really unique about them in the sense of like you know it's just a full game it's like you play it and I wouldn't have known it was from this service until I started looking into this and so there were a couple of games I did want to bring this up that were um initially exclusive for it uh well this is an exclusive title so this is yes but uh there were a few others um the home console port of Flicky was originally from here Fatal Labyrinth Teddy Boy Blues Columns was released here but it also had a cartridge even before um our favorite game, <laughs> not really, Kiss Shot, was a Sega Mega Net exclusive that we played Ooh. a track from that some time ago, back in episode 89, uh, or just go on to Project 2612. Um, <laughs> I don't know, there's not too much else to say other than there is one series of games that were kind of notable on here, the Fantasy Star 2 text adventure games. They were eight little... Text adventure games that focus on the main characters of Fantasy Star Two. So, if you really want to know what uh, Ney or Amia were up to before you know their inevitable demise, then <laughs> <laughs> uh, go read about it. Uh, there, that's have fun. Erotic <laughs> fan fiction. Straight- uh, nope, no, <laughs> not erotic. <laughs> Very not erotic. <laughs> uh, parents that are listening to this. Um, well, you know, th- a lot of these games ended up getting re-released on mega cd uh there are a few exclusives but nothing really too crazy i mean this thing wasn't a smash you're not missing anything if you really want to download the rom of like kiss shot or the text adventure games go ahead they're there there for you to find yeah yeah i mean i've played through a few of them and to be honest they're fine they're they're fun little games little puzzle games little you know action games little sports games um nothing you couldn't find in a full title that does it a little but, bit better that's yeah. better yeah anyway yeah, exactly yeah.
1: Right, yeah so let's get into our next track here this is from the boss theme composed by bambi for aworg on the sega mega drive
0: That was the boss theme composed by Bambi for A Worg on the Sega Mega Drive or Sega Mega Net service.
1: Awesome! It's a chuggy little tune. It's it's cool. I, it's got like a, a nice little shuffle there. I like it.
0: Yeah, definitely. The bass is is pretty much the most present thing, but it's got some nice little percussion. I mean, the boss, if you know what you're doing, takes all of about a minute to beat. So you know, short track, short game, fun times. <laughs>
1: yeah. And so to wrap up today, we covered A Worg hero in the sky composed by bambi that is a game on the sega mega drive downloaded through the sega mega net
0: service exactly and uh read more about it in your spare time it's an interesting little experiment but uh we may be getting into some other download exclusive games in the future we'll see Anyway, if you want to know more about the show, then check us out online at pixelatedaudio.com for show notes and the track list. And we can also be found on Twitter at pixelatedaudio.
1: Yes. And you can also find us on Discord. If uh, if you've been on Discord before, uh, go to our website, find a link. It'll take you right there. It's a great time chatting with everybody. Um, You know, a lot of feedback and everybody should make everybody feel welcome. So it's a good place to be. If you like the show, you can leave comments or
0: feedback on the website. Uh, reviews on iTunes always appreciated. Absolutely. And if you're new to our podcast, make sure to check out some of our most recent episodes. We did one on Go last episode. Uh, two episodes ago was Wonderborg, and the one before that was Waterworld. Lots of ooh, lots of fun music in the last couple of episodes. <laughs> yeah.
1: And uh, to continue the tradition uh, for the rest of the year that we're planning on doing for these shorter episodes. Uh, we have something lined up next, but in the meantime we have a really cool ending track to leave you off with. This is the ending theme from Aborg posed by Bambi. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you guys back shortly for the next episode.